it forces the wind, it drives the wind from 100 to 175 miles an hour. And it was 100 miles an hour in Dallas. And what happened is it was just like, it was like several tornadoes going off at one time. Still, part of Dallas has not regained, in, from my last understanding, has regained in power since the rain bomb took place. And I just wanted to mention that to you because I want to talk to you this morning about how to have peace in the storm. How God can give us such a strength and such power. I'm going to have to take just a moment. You know, isn't it wonderful that God brings wonderful people into your life? I mean, especially as dads and men, we recognize, man, how God has given us special people all through our life. Well, the Lord gave me some very special people and, and, and people I grew up with. And I'm just going to have to take a moment because even my old classmate is here. I, oh, he's young and I'm the, I'm the old one. But I just want to welcome them. And I want to do it by going back and just hugging them this morning. I just want thank you. Thank you, Randy. Thank you all for coming and being with us. Man, I love you so much. Thank you all for being such a sweet part of my life. All there. Man, I tell you, the Lord, the Lord puts special people in your life, doesn't he, Jason? Puts special people in your life all through your life, destined by God and ordained by the Lord. Well, we're going to talk about peace. You know what Jesus said in John chapter 14? He said, I leave the gift of peace with you. And that's what he said. He said, I leave the gift of peace with you. And he said, my peace. It's not the kind of, I love this version of it. It says, not the kind of fragile peace given by the world, but it's my perfect peace. And then, the, then he said these words. He said, don't yield to fear or be troubled in your hearts. He said, instead, be courageous. Isn't that powerful words that when Jesus was here on earth, speaking in the book of St. John, when he gave us such a powerful word, and he says, I'm giving to you a supernatural peace. And that's what I want to talk to you about is having supernatural peace in the times of your storm. I don't know about you, but I've went through storms for a long time. All types of storms. Maybe it wasn't a rain bomb I faced, but I faced some circumstances just like you did. But what we want to talk about this morning is how to get the peace of God. Now, I've been preaching on the peace of the Lord. This is my real second week of talking about the peace of God. But I want to talk to you this morning, just a few moments, really, about how to get it. How to get the type of peace that can literally stand against the storm, that can literally speak to the storm, just as Jesus taught us to do to our storms, can speak to that storm and to see the power of that peace transform that storm into something good into our life. And, you know, that's what the Lord said. That's what God said. He said, I want to take whatever it is that's going on in your life, and I have the power and the ability to turn it into something really good. Now, I've had that happen, haven't you? I've had that happen a few times in my life, uh, and especially as being men that we're celebrating here today, 
we know what it is, especially to lead a household and, and to head up that that God gives to us. But at the same time, our dependency is on God. Our dependency, every time you face a storm, your dependency is on the Lord. You're trusting in God. Stephen, I want you, if you would, uh, I'm just going to be preaching just a very few moments this morning. I only have a few moments. But I want you to get the, the song, Goodness of God. There's something about it. I want us to close it this morning with it. Will you mind that? Will that, will that work for you? All right, praise God. If you have your Bibles, want to open them with me over to the book of Second Chronicles. I want you to find that book over there located about halfway through the Old Testament because it's such a powerful, powerful example of getting a hold to the peace of God in our life. How to deal with circumstances in our life in a way that will cause God's supernatural peace to take hold not only in us, because, see, it's not only God giving us peace in the storm. God also has the power of peace over the storm. So not only can God give you the grace to deal with it and give you the strength in your life to deal with it, not only can God do that, but God has the power ultimately if I will allow the peace of God to rule me inside and then, then God can have the power of God to come out of that that will bring peace to that storm. How many has got a few storms you want to see the Lord? Yeah, bring down. We all do. We have those issues in our life. See, because the Lord wants us to know He's not your enemy. He's your friend. He is really your friend. Now, the enemy works overtime. The enemy, the devil, Satan, whoever, that he works overtime to convince you that God's your enemy. And that's why a lot of times we get so mixed up in our battle. Well, the Bible says where there is sound, or it's the sound of war brings confusion. Lane's always quoting that scripture to me. That the sound of war, every time I'm trying to straighten her out, she says, Jerry, the sound of war brings confusion. <laughs> and, and it does. When we're in that sound of war, man, it can bring so much confusion. Because I hear mature believers, I, me, myself, I've heard myself at times blame God for something that if I would have sit and thought about it and considered it, I would have known that was from the hand of the enemy. Because, see, the reason the devil wants to confuse us, because if you think it's God, you won't fight against it. If you think it's God that's coming against your life or happen, doing whatever's happening, then you won't fight against it. But once you recognize this, the devil, honey, they can't stop you from fighting against it, can they? Because God put this innate strength inside of us to be able to stand against the forces of darkness. That's why Paul said that we don't fight against flesh and blood. If you're fighting against people, you're fighting the wrong ones. <laughs> Somebody says, yeah, yeah, but if I could just straighten her out. And, and then she turns around and said, man, if I could just straighten him out, right? That's what we think about this thing. The truth of the matter is if you straighten her out, there'll be another her right behind it. <laughs> and when you straighten that her out, there'll be another her right or another him right behind it. And that's why Paul said our battle. So we don't battle with people. But there are, are, there's, there's forces of darkness that use people against us. And there's forces of darkness that can get into good people. How many of you know that you've been used by the devil before to hurt other people? Every person has. 
And where, when we get in those kind of battles, it is the goal of the enemy to confuse us, to get us mixed up. And if we're not careful, we'll think that it's God that's doing these things to our life. But I tell you, there's a word that the Lord says to us, isn't it? John 10, verse 10, when Jesus said, if the thief, if the devil that comes to... There's other sound. Y'all know that? There's other music going on in here. I spent that. Is that me singing? Am I, am I singing? I never knew I had a voice like that. Uh, <laughs> y'all don't hear that, right? Oh, you do? Okay. Wow. I, this one's still singing. <laughs> but the Bible said that the thief or the devil comes to steal and to kill and to destroy. But Jesus said, that's not me. Jesus said, I didn't come to steal from you. I didn't come to take from you. Jesus said in John 10, 10, he said, I've come to give you life. And once we can recognize that Jesus is the answer and not the problem, once we can recognize that Jesus is really the solution, he's the help for me in the midst of my problem. And so then the confusion of the battle. The confusion of the battle is to confuse us to where we won't recognize the enemy. Because once you recognize it's the devil, and to really to do that, you just have to settle down with the Word of God. You've got to settle down. And from the Word of God, you've got to discern. You've got to be able to, to understand enough to know where God, what is from God. Well, the, the Bible says it's pretty easy to detect. It's love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, kindness, faithfulness, meekness, and temperance. So it's pretty easy to detect the Lord. That anything that's not in those categories, you can classify those other things as of the enemy or of the flesh. A lot of times we're blaming the devil for things that our own flesh is really allowing to happen or being cooperative with. But in the name of Jesus, God's given us victory. All right, in sec- all right, in the book of Second Chronicles, it's so powerful. Let me skip back just a quick moment, if I may. Second Chronicles chapter 20, it talks about the, uh, a powerful man named Jehoshaphat. He's king. And, and he's a, a wonderful king. Man, he just loves God with all of his heart. He really loves to serve God. And he's been raised up in the family of those that serve God. You can go all the way back to Jehoshaphat's grandfather. You can all the way, go all the way back to Abijah. And Abijah was a godly king, a godly man. Then you can go all the way back to about 2 Chronicles chapter 14. You can go back into Jehoshaphat's father. And Jehoshaphat's father was Asa, also very godly. And I love to read 2 Chronicles chapter 14 because it tells what God can do in our life. And it says things like this. There was no more war because God had brought peace to the kingdom in Asa's life. I mean, you find that word P-E-A-C-E, peace, again and again and again in 2 Chronicles chapter 14 because it came in response because chapter 13, they didn't have that peace. In chapter 13, they had problems and difficulties. But King Asa learned, if I'll seek God, or I, if I'll call this nation to pray, 
that God can change this thing. And I want you to know your family can be changed. Your circumstance can be changed. Your situation can be changed. Your health can be changed. There's nothing that God can't do. Instead of arguing whether God is still doing that, just know God can still do anything that he wants to do. And so Asa came to terms with that, and he realized that that God was his answer. So Asa began to see God because he had been trained to do that by his father, Abijah. And so Asa sought the Lord. And he said, I sought the Lord. And he caused no, I love what he says in one version. He says, no more enemies. Wouldn't that be a wonderful place to be in? Where you had no more enemies to fight. Where God could bring real peace. Well, see, Jehoshaphat, which was Asa's son, Watched his dad do that. Watched his dad take hard situations, bad situations, and believe God through them. And he watched that to where then now Jehoshaphat in Second Chronicles chapter 20, he's in a hard situation. In fact, three nations, three major nations, Jehoshaphat woke up one morning and three nations was on his doorstep to destroy him. And so immediately Jehoshaphat began to fear. So let's just take off there, if we would, just for a few moments here. Verse 20, I mean chapter 20, verse 1. After this, the armies of the Moabites, Ammonites, and some of the Minyanites declared war on Jehoshaphat. Messengers came and told Jehoshaphat, a vast army from Edom is marching against you. Let me tell you, one of the first things that you have to be careful of is the news that you're here. If you're going to have peace that's going on in your life, the first thing you're going to have to guard from, you're going to have to guard from the things that you hear. I'm going to tell you, there's certain people that you're not going to be able to associate with if you're going to keep the peace of God in your life. If you're going to have the supernatural, and if you're a negative person, you've got to change. Because the Word of God is always positive. The Word of God is full of telling you what God can do. Now, it's the devil, on the other hand, that's going to tell you what God can't do. But if you want to believe God and put your trust in Him, then you're going to have to determine. There's a voice that I'm going to listen to, and there are voices I'm not going to listen to. Amen. And there's certain people you cannot put out of your life, like your mother, your dad. I mean, there's certain people that you can't put out of your life, but you have to not allow them to influence you in a negative way. Because if you allow certain people in the very moment that the smallest difficulty that you face, all of a sudden, if you listen to them, that difficulty is blown up and out. There's probably those of you right now that, that you have friends that's telling you to get out of that marriage. There's probably those of you right now that's given such wrong, been given such wrong advice on dealing with children and dealing with circumstances in your life. And you can always tell that because if you're sitting here discouraged this morning, you've been listening to the wrong voice. If you're sitting here and you're down and you're discouraged, and especially if the spirit of depression is taking a hold to you, you've simply just been listening to the wrong voice. Somebody shout, there is a right voice. There is a, there is a right voice that we can listen to. 
And that voice comes out of the Word of God and spoken through the Spirit of God. And God can tell you. In fact, it, it just radiates out of, the, out of the life of a believer. And it goes something like what you can find in Philippians chapter 4, verse 13. It says, I can do all things. Whatever it is that the devil's telling you you can't handle, I'm here to tell you you can handle it with the peace of God. Because God's grace can work in you. And if you begin to believe and quit doubting and begin to put your trust in the Lord, it won't be long where that that believing is going to turn into a power that's able to change that situation. All right, the second thing that's got to happen. The Bible said in verse 3 that Jehoshaphat was terrified by the news and begged the Lord for guidance. And he has, he has ordered everyone in Judah to begin fasting. The second thing we've got to learn, if we're going to deal with the things in our life, we're going to have the peace of God, we're going to have the supernatural peace, we're going to have to pray. Amen. Do you hear what I'm telling you? There's got to be a prayer life to develop. Now, you have to have more than a complaint life. Some people have a complaint life with God. Some of you are sitting right there this morning. You're mad at people, mad at circumstances, mad you're upset over situations. You've got to realize, honey, that's the wrong spirit. You've got to determine, I'm going to come against this wrong spirit that's been trying to put on me, and I'm going to begin to develop a spirit like unto the Lord. And prayer is able to do that. I just love the New Testament when it tells us about prayer. I love this version of it. It says, don't worry about anything, but pray about everything, and the peace of God will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. What's that? The Bible says, so the Bible tells me, if I'm going to have the supernatural peace of God in my life, I've got to be willing to quit worrying. Now, I've told you now, Randy and them can all tell you, I was raised in a family that worried real well, and I was about the worst one, and I was, I was taught and trained. I, th- I really think almost everybody in, in Halston County was that way, don't you? Man, we were, we were, because worrying and caring went right along side by side. If I'm going to care about you, I'm going to worry. No, that's a lie. If I'm going to care about you, I'm going to pray for you. And I'm going to believe God for you. And I'm going to trust God for you. And when other people are telling you you're not going to make it, if I'm really going to, if I'm going to be good to you in your life, I'm going to begin to tell you you can make it. That cannot keep you down. You may have lost that job, but God's got a great job just around the corner that's just waiting on you. And that business may have been went under, but God has a right business that's going to come your way. And you know what? And you may be here this morning, brokenhearted from being abused and left out to drive out by someone that you love. But I'm here to tell you, if they won't love you, God's got others that will love you. Honey, God has a victory in this thing for you, and you've got to begin. So the second thing, if I'm going to have peace God, I've got to learn to really pray. I've got to learn to seek God. The third thing that I've got to do, and we have to learn, learn it from Jehoshaphat, I've got to learn to lean in toward the Word of God. Lean toward You know one of the hardest things for a man to do? Is the lean? It's, it's hard. It, it takes a step of faith. If you tell me this morning to lean, lean. I mean, a lot of times, you know, we've all went through that little, uh, that little thing to where that you, someone stands behind you and they say lean, and but because we remember as a kid we was told that and they moved. You know. I mean, one of the hardest things that we do is lean on anything. Especially if you're like me, you begin to gain a little weight. You make sure what you're leaning on is going to be able to support you, you know? you got to lean in toward the Word. If you're going to have the peace of God in your life, 
you've got to lean in toward the Word of God. But if you will lean in toward the Word, then it won't be long before you will be leaning on the Word. The Bible puts a warning in the Old Testament. It said, don't lean on weak reeds. And then it gives the reason for that. It says, the reason you don't lean on weak reeds is because it will break and will end up stabbing you. It's, it's like if you was to, you had a walking stick and you leaned on that and that thing was hollow on the inside. And quite saying, you have to be careful because it will break and it will stab you. But I'm here to tell you, the Word of God is not a weak reed. The Word of God. So whatever you're going through, if you want the peace of God, you begin leaning, leaning that situation on the Word of God. And when worry and fretting and fear begins to try to take hold in your life, you just say, I'm going to trust the Word. And, it, and you know, and it's okay. You may say, you know, this may look foolish to you. And this may look that I'm possibly in denial. But I'd rather be in denial and trust God than not lean on Him. And that's what Jehoshaphat did. <laughs> Fighting innumerable amount of people and armies that was come against him. He began to lean. In fact, I love the words he said. He said, I don't know what to do. It's okay for you not to know what to do. But the next part of that same verse, he said, but my eyes are upon you. That's what he said. My eyes are upon you. So whatever you're going through, whatever it is, if you want the peace of God, you begin to lean in on the Word of God. <laughs> As you begin to lean toward it, you've got to find scriptures. You've got to have the Word of God standard. You've got to get out the Bible. You've got to begin to hear the word. You've got to. That, that's the answer. There is no answer other than that. Whatever you're going through, you've got to lean toward the word. And then you've got to, then out of you leaning on the word, God will begin to speak to you. That word can talk. How many's had that word talk to you? If you're visiting with us this morning, we have a, a lady preacher comes by here every once in a while, and she's about the same age I am, so she's really old. <laughs> But one of her major statements that she says is, my Bible's talking to me. <laughs> I want you to know, it'll talk to you. It will talk to you. If you'll get in that word on behalf of your situation, that word will talk to you. And then all of a sudden, if you find that word that you have leaned toward, you'll be able to lean on. Amen. 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 Well, the time's gone this morning. We're going, to, we're going to keep talking about having the peace of God. But I want you to think about something, something as Stephen sang this song this morning. Not only is it important to have the peace of God, it is so important to have peace with God. It's so important to know that, man, I've laid it all down. 
You know, we can spend our life arguing with God about the things that He's dealing with our heart about. Or we can just simply say, Lord, I'm tired of arguing. (laughs) I want to spend the rest of my life yielding. I want to spend the rest of my life yielding to you. Amen. So I'm asked to do that this morning during this song. This song just talked about the goodness of God, and this is an altar call that we're having today right here on Father's Day 2019. If you say, Jerry, there's there's areas in my life I'm not at peace with God. Now, it may be that you haven't even made that start. It may be that that you need right from the start say, I just need to surrender it all to Jesus. And then there's others of us that's been arguing with the Lord. And we have peace over here, but there's areas of our life that we just really need to surrender to the Lord. We need to quit arguing. We start, need to start believing. We will never, ever have the peace of God until we first have peace with God. I just want to see right here in this place this morning, how many of you will stand and say, Jerry, I need the peace with God. Would you do that with me this morning? If if you're going through things and things that you know that things are not surrendered before the Lord, you say, say, Jerry, I, I know I need to make peace with God. I need to make peace with God. Because this thing has the potential of growing in me. And this thing has the potential of hurting me. And this thing has the potential of hurting those that I love and hurting those around me. So I need to have peace with God. And if I'll come to terms with the peace with God, (laughs) then it won't be long. 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 (laughs) Until I have the peace of God. So those people that are gangsayers around you, they're looking at your life and they're saying, you know what, you're not going to make it. (laughs) You know what, you're not going to make it. Things are not going to work out for you. Then you can just say to those gangsters, "Keep watching me, honey. <laughs> I may be hiding right now, but I'm fixed to come out of this thing. I'm fixed to make my peace with God. And it won't be long. I'll be standing on the bow of my ship like Jesus taught me to do. And I'll be looking at that storm just square in the eye, and I'll say, "Peace, be still." <laughs> And I'll see this storm change in my life. I'll watch it change from something that has potential to hurt me to something that's going to end up blessing me. And let me tell you, God is not through with any situation until that situation ends up blessing you. Everybody say, He's the Redeemer. He is the Redeemer. He takes that that is bad and changes it to good. He thinks that that's going against me and he turns it around for the glory of God.